They're back. The show with the pressure and frosty. This is Frosty been waiting for. 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 Hello, and you're listening to the show with the pressure and frosty. What a glorious day it is. We're Recording on the 2nd of June. Coming up in today's show, we've got Gadget Knees, we've got What Gets Your Goat, and we've been catching up with all the antics with the pressure and frosty and what we've been doing so far this month and what's to come. How are you getting on there, pressure? Yeah, I'm okay. Four out of ten. Oh, that's a bit... That's a bit lower than I was hoping to hear, but uh, thank you for your your honest answer there. I'm about a six at the moment. My uh, my shoulders have recovered from the weekend. I did get a bit sunburnt, which I'm sort of glad that I have been sunburnt because I feel like I've I've had enough sunshine. But again, it's not wise. So listener, don't don't burn your burn your skin because that's radiate radiation poisoning or radiation burning, isn't it? It is. It's burning. It's not heat burning it's radiation flipping neck okay let's try and avoid that this summer then eh factor factor it in i say just get 50 on most of the time just start with 50 and then if you feel a bit brave then just lessen it down but if you've got a little 50 at hand you're never gonna be you're never gonna be in your situation i'm gonna share something with you and the listener now i don't really put sun cream on i think it's pointless unless I'm exploring a town, then I'll put some sun cream on. But if I'm just, if I'm on the beach, what's the point? Because you're exposed to more sun, so you're probably more likely to get burnt. I want the sun, though. That's the whole point of sunbathing. You're getting the sun, but it's just not going to damage your skin. Can't you time it right? Like, okay, I've got no sun cream on. I'll be out for 20 minutes. Or if I've got sun cream on, I'll be out for two hours. Like, it's more efficient to not wear sun cream, surely. Um, I just don't think it's safe. I don't know <laughs> if there's an efficiency scale in this. It's just not it's not safe for your skin and for your pasty complexion. It's a particularly bad. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm saying all this, and I know I'm wrong. I just, you know, my heart and my head, they just come in conflict, you know. I just want to get as much sun as possible. And uh, and I always regret it. You know, I'll always get a bit burnt. But uh, once you've got your base burn, then you just brown after that. Don't you? Base burn, then brown. That's the rule, isn't it? Hmm. I don't know. I'm not so, so sure. <laughs> some people put oil on their bodies to, like... I've done that before. I saw that. I've seen that picture. It's very, um, what do they call it? Thirsty. Is it? Thirst- okay. <laughs> do you know what that means? Uh, no. <laughs> If you're thirst, if if you're sending a thirsty picture, that means it's like, ooh, I want to drink you up. Sexy. I burnt my face and I burnt my neck. I burnt my Mickey and I burnt my chest. I burnt my fingers and I burnt my thumb. But most of all, I burnt my bum. Turning the cabin to a recording studio, music oh, recording studio. Hello. Yeah, yeah. So I've sort of sealed it all in. I've I've oiled all the wood inside, and now um, I need to buy the proper uh, sound insulation, the acoustic plasterboard, do the floor, do the ceiling, do the windows, and so you could uh, be yeah. ready for July. It's a relatively straightforward job. Let's do the show there in July, no matter what. <laughs> no matter what they tell you. Let's okay. just do it there, shall yeah. we? There we go. Yeah. It's in the it's in the dairy now. Between no, the first and the something of July, this well, show you're, you're right, listening to, listener, will be coming from there. Saturday the first is a first. Uh, I got a wedding. Is it? Who's wedding? Yeah. Uh, what do you, know, do you mean? <laughs> do you know Phil? Big Phil. Cousin, cousin Phil. Cousin Phil. Who's he marrying? Amy. 
Okay, never heard of her. All right, <laughs> well, the, second, there you go. the second, probably the third, isn't it? Knowing you. It'll be an evening one because I'm working in the day, but we can do it. Just take the I day off. Mind. Come on, take the day off. Oh, Tell them. I can't the kids afford will, it. The kids will, will realise that this is more important than their stupid little learning. It's not oh, about the kids. I didn't learn nothing today. Yeah, well, you won't learn nothing tomorrow, neither, because <laughs> Mr Frost is here. It's just about my bank balance. I can't afford to take a day off. I'm skint, what? man. Has that advance not come through for, uh, you know, that big film you've been talking about? Uh, no, it hasn't. It hasn't, but... Dear, dear sir and madam, I'm writing to let you know, but my invoice <laughs> is um, 31 days late now, and according to the terms, you're going to owe me money uh, by way of 1% a day, and I've got my union card with me. Oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I've not been paid for that, but that particular film, uh, we're having the premiere at the, BFI, at, the, at the BFI South Bank. Can I come? Um, yes, I was just going to invite you to it. It's a oh, week. When is it? It's a, uh, a week Thursday. Okay. Thursday week. Yeah, we'll do that. You can come and uh, to come to the premiere. You love coming to my premieres. Mm, I hated the last one. I can't do it, maybe. Why why did he hate the last one? Because you just being a sly. Everyone was like, oh, Owen, it's Owen. And you were just sliming it all up. Can I enjoy it? Why can't I enjoy that? No, you can't. You could be humble. Oh, let me take a picture next to my cutout. Let's take it home with us, will we? What's wrong with that? It was disgusting. I just didn't like you getting the the glam and the fame. It just, I didn't feel comfortable with it. Being the star of the film and then enjoying it and enjoying my time. How wild has the low s- the world sunk that like there's a night dedicated to you? Well, I think that says more about you than any. You. See, you didn't well, it's like night. it. It's my night next yeah. week, mate. Oh, okay, <laughs> week after. All right, never mind. I can't believe that. It's going to be exactly the same thing. Are you the star of this one? Yeah. Ah. Oh, <laughs> That's so mean. This is like the thing that I've worked towards my whole career. And then my one shining night, you're like, I can't believe it. It's all about him. And like all the other nights, I've not had anything. And when I'm not working, you're like, oh, lazy. Are you an actor? And then when I am an actor, you're like, oh, you're an actor. It's like, I can't win. I can't win. <laughs> That's right, you big loser. Bill written a monologue and I wanted to film this monologue in a special place called Wilder's Folly in Tilehurst and it's uh, an un- well, it's a relatively unknown place in a field and it's like um, a tower that was built about two or three hundred years ago in brick and it, this guy called Wilder he built it because his wife to be had to um, lived in a village opposite and he wanted to build a tower so he could see her when he wasn't with her and it still stands now. It's like this romantic, lovely place. And I wanted to film there today to do this monologue. And I thought it was going to be great in my head. You know, I've had help with Kenny. He was like, giving me some feedback with the monologue, really good feedback. And I was writing it. I've done like six or seven drafts. It's taken me about two, three months to write. And then uh, I started like doing it. And I just couldn't, couldn't get it. I couldn't get the... I felt like... It wasn't good, you know. I was there was there was parts of it that were good, and then like the start of it wasn't. And there were people because it's like a an attraction. There were like people, cyclists, just gawping and talking. It was like ah. So then in the end, I went into the forest and started doing something there, and it looked okay. But the forest was on a gradient, so the tripod kept falling halfway through, and it's like an eight-minute monologue. So if I muck up, it's like ah. And I was getting really annoyed, and I was trying to calm down. Oh. And, um, yeah, in the end, I just thought, nah, 
it's not it's not working today so i'm a bit frustrated and a bit annoyed but i know how to fix it so i'm, I'm doing i'm gonna do it in the woods the woods was pr- quite nice the shot that i had in the end looked pretty good it's just the content and the acting it made me feel a bit like what am i doing what what Jesus. am i doing yeah it was, yeah, it was kind of like yeah i know it's not good because like i supply teach I could, you know, because if I were, if I was a full time teacher, I'd be on big bucks, like fifty, sixty thousand. And then I'm going, am I any good? And then I, I don't know if I am. And I've, well, I've wasted all my time. I could have had a career. Now I'm just doing like little films here and there if I'm lucky, and that's it. So I've had a kind of, kind of a little crisis of confidence today, thinking, what am I? What what am I doing? I think the alcohol and the bank holidays have probably had, you know, and there's just that routine that having three Mondays not happening in a, in a five-week month. And what we're doing on the Sunday, probably having it large, that sort yeah. of overflow, plus like the king's birthday, etc. It's been a busy month and there were 31 days of craziness. So let's all <laughs> just all hope the serenity that the solstice brings us and it's being like midsummer's day, we can just zen out a bit more and just get back to ourselves because this like hectic, oh, it's still inflation, but it's not inflation. It's like, oh gosh, where am I in life? This is the sixth month into the year now, so we're halfway through uh maybe this is like the reset the summer's it's a bit sunny everyone's got a bit overexcited it's like okay now it's here you've had your little bit of excitement this is normal to have sunshine and to just chill out just chill out a bit and don't go don't go nuts reset as you say enjoy the solstice let it just let it come across you. But it was you that said a few months ago, after turning the ripe old age that you are, that, oh, I've got to do it now. I've got to do it now, Dave. If I don't do it now, that's it. There's a timer. So that meant I was just trying to do everything. And now I'm exhausted and depressed. So I'm pointing the <laughs> finger at you. <laughs> yeah, but there's things to do for fun and there's things to do for progression. And I think I've done too much fun stuff and not enough progression. Have you done too much fun stuff and not enough progression stuff or I think so, yeah. There's rarely any progression, and then there's just too much fun recently. And the fun's bloody expensive these days. Yes. Sometimes you get, uh, sometimes there's a few deals at concerts recently. It's been like two seltzers for a fiver, which has been quite nice. They've been that's trying to push good. this new seltzer drink, so that's been all right. But you still buy a couple of pints as well. And when you go out, it's just it's costs more now. It just yeah. is. Um, it, it's more. It's more. We probably probably didn't go out as much in the winter time, and now if you go to a gig. Just a bit more. Just a bit more pricey. You go to yeah. like a... You think, oh, let's just go and get a sandwich and some crisps then before the concert. That's, you know, a tenner. And yeah. then you get there and a beer is almost... A, you're like, flip it, heck. And then you... Yeah, it's, it's just... It's a, it's it's financially... It's tricky. It is. It is. I'm, I'm skint. I've got no money. We went... We joined this um, cinema club called the Reading Biscuit Factory. It's an amazing cinema. It's like... Um, it's sort of like a private room, really. The screens are so small. The screens are big, but the rooms are so small. Uh, but they serve beer there. So you can just bring a beer in. You just go out mid-film, bring another beer in. They serve hot food there. It's, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of fun, though. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, we went to the theatre the other night, but we had dinner first and I brought bought dinner with us, which was like a little, oh, a good. little kind of picnic with, because it's like, we're going to the theatre and then if I go and eat out as well, or get food out, that's another few. So I'm trying to just balance it out. 
get an experience or a thing and then just do it on the cheap, which is what I've been used to doing for most of my life. And I don't know why I've decided that I'm of a worthy status to have a pizza and a pint at the <laughs> cinema <laughs> rather than just watching the film, which is what you're there for anyway. Oh, but we remember, did you see that film? I know I love John Wick. We had a massive hot dog. And okay, what did you think about it? I don't know. <laughs> well, the end scene, I went out to get another beer, so I don't know how it ended. But uh, well, why did you go for? Um, well, I really like the electric biscuit box cinema. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've done that a few times. I've I've watched a few films there and been a little bit too drunk. I've not remembered the whole film, but then again, you get to watch it again at home and you get repeat viewing. So you know, double double bubble. Uh, is that me or is that you? I think that was you, mate. I saw Little Mermaid in the cinema. When and why? I saw it last week uh, because Stacey wanted to see it. She, uh, as a child, loved the cartoon and she, the, she sort of grew up with it. And I quite like the songs. I like the uh, Sebastian, Under the Sea and all of that. That's kind of fun. So we went to watch it, live action, and uh, it was really good. It was a really lovely, lovely film. Javier Bardem is the father. It was a good film. And then we saw Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, a couple of days after that. And that was Did a you lot like of fun it? as well. Yeah. 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 We went on Bank Holiday Monday and um, there were these idiots sat behind us that just chatted the whole film. And I hated it. And I hate them. And I hate the whole franchise. I think if I'm going to book tickets to see a cinema now, I'm going to try and sit in the, in the corner or at the back. Then I'm near less people. And I just don't want to see any mainstream trash like that because i'm sure i've seen like marvel stuff before and it just attracts children yeah like overage children like especially on a bank holiday it's like 17 year olds just talking crap and i was like left me like fraught with like yeah. i've watched the other two on the telly they're all right they're okay and then to see this in the cinema and get just like i just it just made me mad so i just need to be selective about what i see and tripe like that i just can't go to be with other people that like that sort of thing i don't like it enough i think it's just stupid entertainment that's definitely telly worthy <laughs> i've had that experience a few times i'm surprised how bad it's getting it's getting really bad you need to get down down to the reading biscuit factory to watch a film you don't get none of that nonsense there just a nice, go see a nice film in a nice cinema and you wouldn't get it you don't get that at the barbecue and you wouldn't get that at the picture house so it's certain films isn't it? if you see a marvel film then you're going to get a load of tripe but well actually little mermaid at the biscuit place sounds like a better experience Oh, it was lovely because there were um, there were like little girls that come in school uniform because they just come straight from school afterwards, and they were go they were reacting to it. So they were making noise, but they were like ah oh, wow. And then when the song came on at the end credits, they went to the front and everyone did a little dance, and it was a very beautiful experience. It was really lovely, you know. They were all involved. All the noises and sounds was related to the film they were watching, not because they were on a screen. And I didn't mind that at all. It actually enhanced it, you know. The ooze like the being at the, it was like being at the theatre. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly like that. Guess the what last... I saw this week? Uh, Arsenal football. What? 2.22. <laughs> you went to the right theatre at last. Did it have Cheryl Call in it? Yeah, it's got someone else playing her now. It's got a, uh, Ray Winston's daughter or niece in it. I think it must be his daughter. She's pretty good. The whole cast were very good, actually. It was a really good do. Ray was there, sat next to me. Some others in the crowd. Uh, Laura Whitmore from Five Live and formerly interviewed for Hoxton Radio way back in the day. Your idiot mate, Louis Farouk, signing autographs and being an ego. Um, Yeah, and some other faces as well. It was quite a weird buzz. I wasn't... I said press, but you don't really expect that to be anything. I just thought I'd show up and get a a token for a bottle of water at half time. And it was like a red carpet and all these like celebs buzzing about. It was 
a different Atmos altogether. Wow. And it was a bit like, whoa, okay, who's that? Who's that? Oh, I recognise <laughs> you. I recognise you. That sounds like a lot of fun. It was a bit daunting and intimidating. And you bit... were daunted. Well, they're just buzzing and all chatting and high-fiving and we're just really good looking and attractive. And it's like, oh my God, I looked good enough. People looking at me like, oh, who's he? Who's he? Who, think, who does he think he is? <laughs> um, but it was just, there was a lot of egos. It's like, Louis Farouk, why don't you just go and see it rather than just be seen at the press night, you? Why do you like Louis Farouk? He's hilarious. I hate him. What? Oh, 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 can I? Oh, you're in the garden. Oh, that's nice. Oh, you've, oh, you've got, you've fence, fence on every corner. Oh, that's, oh, look at this one. And it's, oh, it sticks out because there's a tree there. Oh, okay. Do you like trees? Because fences are made of trees. And you know, if you cut them all down, we won't have any trees left. And you know, it's, you know, it's your fault, Owen. You didn't creosote it. And now it's broken. Look at you. (laughs) I haven't followed his career for years, but I don't, I dislike him from when I did, so. Oh, he's very funny. He's he's mates with Adam and Joe and, uh. Adam, I saw Adam the other week. No! And uh, pretty much said hello to him. Saw him do oh. a little talk. He was fantastic. He was really yeah. good. He yeah. was um, he was showing how he makes his music. He was doing it live for us on Logic. It, and um, it's brilliant. Was it Bug? Was that a show Bug he was doing? He was doing a talk at the podcast show. He was interviewing John Kennedy from XFM. And they had a really oh, nice man. chat about... He was interviewing John Kennedy about how he got started. And then they were doing... A discussion a bit later in the day where John Kennedy was interviewing him, but I caught Adam hosting, and uh, he was very funny, very frank, very uh, just kind of curt and just like blunt. It's like, wow, when you hear his voice, he sounds very sort of soft and that, and seeing him in person, he was very sort of wow, real. I can't imagine. I listen to his podcast all the time. Um, I'm a big fan. He made the intro for us there. He told us how he made it and sort of sung a word and he had a phrase in his head that he was singing and then just went home and put a loop in and then he built it up a bit and then turned it into this thing and then he played us a few sort of other bits, like an extra that he made. But it was uh, was Mm. a lovely, charming gentleman. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I hope one day I get a chance to meet him. I feel like I already know him. I've followed him and uh, and him and Joe since the six music days when they did the podcast before they were called podcasts. And the Channel 4 show that they used to do, the Adam and Joe show. Of course, of course, the Adam and Joe show, yeah. They're a bunch of very, very smart, talented, down-to-earth people. They're so successful, but yet normal. It's a very rare combination to get, and I envy it. (laughs) One day. No, it's never, never day. I've realised now it's never going to happen. Oh, I'll never no. have that. Yeah. So what, so what are you going to do then? Be a teacher full time or what? Ah, uh, <laughs> the thought of that fills me with dread. But what do you do when you've? What do you do when your hopes and dreams, you know, you will never get to where you want to be? What do you do then? Um, reevaluate and yeah. set your expectations slightly different or get a job at the council. <laughs> yeah. Or win the lottery. I'd love to win that. Uh, you know, That's you get not a thing. T- no, ten thousand pounds a month. Set no. for life. Ten thousand I'd love that. Why don't you do something where you just were like get to meet people and uh, were sort of public facing? Because you like doing that at Christmas, so make it a yearly thing and it can oh, be Christmas exa- every day. It's exhausting the Christmas thing. The go- the good- you wouldn't have to do like a show of that level, but just if you had to sort of oh hi hi guys yeah come and see this okay this is when it was from this and it's no, nice to meet you all okay so and so's in it a bit see you later bye. That's, that would knack. Just hearing you do that now is making my face ache with tiredness. I couldn't do that. Face ache. <laughs> I helped a man 
I helped a man try and park the other day on the park and go app and it oh, wasn't yeah. working for him and I was trying to help him and get him to use the Wi-Fi off my phone and uh, didn't work in the end, but I felt nice for trying to help him. Yeah, it's nice helping people out. I love that feeling you get when you when you just help someone out. Like if you, if you give your seat up on the tube and uh, and they say, thank you. It's just delightful. I let someone through the door um, to the shop today and they were just so grateful. Thank you. Thank you very much. I was like, you're welcome. You're really welcome. I didn't say you really, I'd be weird, but that's how I felt, you know. It's nice doing things like that. That's a bit of what my monologue is about at the start, about um, like this nice guy doing nice things, but then he does something that you think he's not nice. So, yeah, so all of these examples are the bits that I need to rewrite in the monologue. So it all comes full circle in the end, sort of. It's just nice being nice, isn't it? Dirty man in his <laughs> pants was in the garden where's his other hand. <laughs> Jim Talk. How's the fitness been? It's been okay. I mean, we've had three bank holidays this month. And so, as you predicted in January, I go a bit summer lager crazy. So, those three weekends have been big drinking weekends. Big, big, big. For three days. Uh, so, that has taken its toll on me. But I've not stopped exercising. Um, I went on a really long run the other day. Uh, eight and a half miles. First long run for a while. And it almost killed me. I was just so shattered after it, I thought, oh, I've got to stop the booze, the intensity of it. So I'm going to lay off it a little bit. Um, and this weekend, I'm going to have an alcohol-free beer weekend. How's your uh, fitness going? I've been doing a bit more fit now. Just go hit, sorry, just going to the park and just uh, doing some hit. Run to the park, do some jumping jacks, uh, some dips off the bench, maybe some mm. run up and down some stairs, press-ups, walkouts, just just fitness in the park and it's been so much fun i've yeah i've really enjoyed just being outside doing it there because there's so many more things to look at and distract you and there's no you can't really faff with your phone when you're doing a workout so you just do your thing have a little breather have a bit of water get back into it run home <laughs> that's been just, yeah it's been nice being outside and i'm um, just enjoying the air while i get some air in my jumping jacks it's lovely though isn't it my focus this month is abs so every day i'm gonna do uh, sit-ups, do the wheel, do all kind of abs exercises every single day and see if that does something in July. Do you know what I did yesterday that I can share with you? What did you do yesterday that you can share with me and the listeners? Just the listener. We're talking to one. It's an individual <laughs> thing on the radio. Yes. You're just listening to talking to one person. So to the listener. Got it. Um, knee to elbow. So you're on the, f- on the floor and sort of high plank position go knee to elbow but just do one knee at a time one knee to the elbow and back one knee to the elbow and back and it really starts to burn along the side it's a Is killer it? yeah all oh, right so that's like a side uh, do one uh, side abdominal. do the other yeah yeah like a little frog okay yeah i'll, I'll try that as just well just a one-legged frog we know you like <laughs> legless frogs so Delicious. just a one-legged frog yeah yeah, okay. I'm looking for different ones to do because there's so many muscles, aren't there? There's like the six-pack, but then you've got all the ones on the side and then there's the lowest pubic six-pack. But the six-pack's all about body fat and if you don't yeah. get rid of some of that, then it's probably a bit futile doing any abs anyway. 
Uh, see that I disagree with that mentality completely. Martin Dini, a big listener of the show, he said the same thing. He said, "I've got a big six pack. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Six Come pack. Have a go if you think you have enough Celtic. Come on, ye." <laughs> he said, "Hey, if you've got, if you not got less than eleven percent body fat." Go home. Get on your bike, one. Get on your bike. You know, be less than that. Less than 11. Get on your bike, mate. On a six pack, you're seeing as my arse. Get out of here. 11%. I bought a body fat weighing scale the other uh, month, so it tells me my body fat and does it my set tell you like your age as well? It oh, says like, yeah. What, what does it think you are? It says I'm 44. <laughs> I hate it. The, uh, Maybe it's on it... a slope. Maybe it's, you know, when you're getting on it, it's making it heavier yeah, than it could be. Yeah, that's what it is. I think so. I think that's what it is. Um, body fat, isn't it? 11% body fat, Martin said, to get pecs. You say you're not bother. So my body fat... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what's the point, eh? It's 29.2%. Uh, is that... Is, okay, that's. I don't know like if it's accurate. Is it accurate? 30% body fat. That seems like a lot. Yeah, that does, isn't it? And there's subcutaneous fat, which is 25.8%. Okay, I'm not sure what that is. But no, I feel good. I feel good. June's going to be the June's gonna be the month, the ab month. Two more dive in uh, to the show, June edition. Uh, available on all streaming platforms, including this one, listener. Techno robots, techno robots, techno robots, techno robots. Gadget, gadget, gadget. News, news, news. From a show with the pressure and frosty. Okay, a lot of danger talk in the week, which we all know because we've all seen films about the future, but this happened. US Air Force denies running simulation in which AI drone killed operator. What? Denial follows Colonel saying drone used highly unexpected strategies to achieve its goal in viral test. Cripes. That's not good. They're doing a test. They're doing a test. They're flying the drone. The drone has to kill the target. Um, The pilot then is radioing it from the tower saying, oh, make sure you don't kill me or whatever. Takes out the tower, takes out loads of things and then kills the target. That sounds scary. Sounds real. It's like a film, isn't it? But it's like really happening. The AI, the guy who um, invented AI, he says he regrets it. Like he, he's really genuinely worried that it could kill humanity as we know it. I don't, I, to, to be fair, anything, anytime somebody says it's going to be the end of the world, it's not. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Nothing's, it's fine. It's always been fine. It's going to be fine. So I'm not worried. What if they set this drone up and then the drone got locked onto something else and they were trying to shoot it down and then it's it's shared its da- like an, an Apple phone or whatever shares all its data with itself like anything that's Amazon Alexa all that data's out there they're going to share this stuff and they know you know they know they know about us because we've been talking to it the whole time and we've programmed it it's all it's all smarter yeah. than us just doesn't really think but as long as it can defend then it could <laughs> replicate thought. Well, it's the scientific uh, acronym Mrs. Gren. That's the um, sign if it's alive or not. So movement, reproduction, sensitivity, growth, respiration, excretion, nutrition. If something needs all of those things, it's alive. The closest thing... That's yeah. tosh. That's like, that's like saying the Bible's accurate. That sounds such an old description of what is alive. 
And why does it need to excrete, did you say, or breathe? <laughs> why? Why? It's nonsense. Well, you're talking about a uh, silicone. So you're saying something digital can be alive. That's interesting. Because Mrs. Gren is, mm. uh, you know, what we've been brought up with. I suppose that was made before. No, I think... Yeah. That's just not... It doesn't... I don't think it's relevant anymore. Those things don't need to be a thing. Wow. Mrs. Gren, silly old bat. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, it must secrete. It must. It must secrete. It's, what is alive then? What is alive? There's a uh, news when article. Something like, in, when your car is no longer or your phone, you'd say it's dead. Yeah, but when that's it's not dead, then it's alive. Yeah, but that's that's enough, isn't it? If it's alive, if it functions as a thing. But these things are now smart because they've been programmed to do stuff. Does it have life then? Not d- yes. is it alive. Does it have life? Yes. It doesn't need to secrete or whatever <laughs> or reproduce because it's a computer. It's a chip. So, <laughs> if it made any liquid, it'd be in trouble. Oh well, I suppose I've got to change it now. What what an acronym could we use instead of Mrs. Gren? Just don't don't yet, because as soon as we make it, they'll find out. Oh God, yeah. Well, I don't mind. I don't mind. It's it's a, it's a novelty, and people are scared of new things. You know, it's the first new technology that we've had since the internet and people were freaking about about the internet weren't they like oh it's going to be the end of civilization people won't leave their homes if they can order things and have it delivered everyone's going to stay in their homes it's just like that it's a public um, public uh, panic embrace it same with the telephone to be honest like the home telephone people thought that was the end of civilization you know no one will go out and talk to each other same with the printing press same with fire they were like oh well I, I like to suck the raw marrow and it, I like to take my time, but now I can cook it and eat it quicker and I, I don't like it. Ugh. Same with that. Same with the amoebas. Oh, I like being a single cell amoeba. I don't want two amoebas. I don't want three cells. I don't, it's too complicated. Same with that. It's like, it's the same with the primordial soup. I like being a soup. I don't want to be a single cell amoeba. That's what it's like. A bit more soup, a bit less lager, and you might get a bit closer <laughs> to that 11%. Emi, put your, put your can down. Have some soup. <laughs> You're never going to get you 11% like that. Okay, <laughs> see you later. The Apple goggles are going to be um, unveiled in the Worldwide Developer Conference. It's all very hush-hush at the moment, apart from the price. They think the price is going to be about, well, how much would you pay for top of the range? $475. Uh, times that by uh, six. Four times six, twenty-four hundred dollars. Yeah, about that. It's about twenty-four to three thousand pounds dollars. Yeah, twenty-four pound dollars. Pound dollars. Yeah, yeah. Money, man. <laughs> well, that's a heck of a lot. What does these these goggles do? Do they replace your phone or your watch? Yeah, so they overlays things, and you can sort of see stuff like that. But techno goat got. I've got a new feature now. Oh my I, god! I bought the wrong iPhone a few years ago because of you. And no, no, advice. no. Oh, get the eight plus. It's the only one that does this. So I got this plus phone, and it was yeah. huge. And I had it for the whole contract. <laughs> that was annoying. Uh, I asked you about a cover for the watch. No, don't get one. I've got a massive scratch on my watch, and it just upsets <laughs> me now. And it's your fault. Don't, no, don't get, get one. Don't get one. <laughs> Cover all your products, people. Cover them all. It's not worth... Oh, but it feels so nice in my hand. It's not worth it. Well, that is very peculiar. That is very peculiar. I will not accept that, Gadget Goat. Thank you very much. I will retract that. Stick it back in your face. We'll get you, Goat. We'll get you, Goat. 
So it's time for What Gets Your Goat. This is our June edition of the show with the pressure and Frosty. And this has been something that I haven't realized has annoyed me so much. Um, it's just sort of bubbled up and then I realized it. And then when you realize it, you notice it everywhere. And this happens in school and just kids in general. They have got, I would say, um, a self-imposed speech impediment, which I think is based on watching YouTube clips and American shows. And they all have to start their sentences with, wait, wait, though, wait, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. And then I picked them up on it now. I've gone, hang on, you've, you've just said wait. Can you stop? telling me to wait because that's a bit rude i'm your teacher you don't tell me to wait and they're like oh yes so- sorry mr frost so two or two is wait oh i did it again they'll say they don't realize it and there's this there's this kid and he literally can't help it so uh, every time he says wait i just do like a little i put my finger up and nod uh, and he knows and i'm not telling him off i'm just reminding him like in a friendly bantery sort of way and he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, wait, oh, sorry, wait, oh, sorry, what, what? And every time he starts to say it, you can't not say wait. And it's driving me nuts. Yeah, I hate any of this modern lingo. It just drives me mental. I just don't like kids speak at all. It's all American anyway. Yeah. It's not English. That's what's happening is our language is getting diluted into American. And they just, yeah. you know, they just pick bits of, of what they think fits and just stick it together really awkwardly and just claim that it works. Yeah, and they say candy instead of sweets. It's the kids don't say candy today. They do. Some kids, some <gasps> kids say no, candy. Disallow yeah. that. Just no. I do. What? I say candy. Well, you, candy. No, no. You're having sweets or you're no, having you're chocolate. Not, you're having nothing for saying candy. Give me nothing. Give me that Twix here. You might <laughs> see some later. But you probably, probably won't. I'm looking. I'm on my <laughs> nearly thirty percent, you know. Went a forty. Went on park run yesterday. It's meant to be filmed with a film, but no, no mind. No mind. I should be only me getting myself out of this, but no, mind. I should have another Twix. <laughs> What's got your goat? Uh, people standing on the stairs or near to the stairs, like. Stand anywhere else. The stairs are small enough and you're just stood there or you're stood just at the top of the stairs. That's uh, at one, it's a fire hazard. Two, it's annoying. So get out, get off the stairs. Um, The stair people. And then um, just people that are a bit too into their jobs that are like, no, sorry, there's a bloke around the corner that there's um, a really nice pub there called the Railway Tavern and it's all in the sun. And there's uh, some some steps there that no one's going up and down. I mean, there's loads of steps and he patrols it, just telling people to move the whole day. It's like, oh, God, it's just huh? like it's his job patrolling. And I don't, everyone at the railway tavern, like, don't you come <laughs> over here. Do not. Wait, wait. It could be inside just watching your YouTube channel right now, yeah. getting new views or just trying to understand what Dan TDM is saying but instead he's just outside patrolling the steps because there's th- so many that there couldn't be a health hazard there's so many steps and why not sit on them I think you want his job I think that's what it is like first of all you start off by saying I don't like people standing on the stairs 
and now you're... It's narrow stairs. stairs. If it's narrow stairs and everyone okay. needs to just go up through this little bit, there are so many stairs there that you yeah. could be on any bit of it and still it... probably not get in the way because you don't even need the stairs. There's only like three or four stairs. You can walk around the top anyway. No, one's, no one needs to use the stairs, really. There's so many other routes. Give them an inch. Give them an inch. Give, you let one or two people sit on there, they'll be like pigeons. They'll be covered in them. I used to do the door back in the box and now look at me. I'm going to flip me. I'm going to patrol these stairs with all the beef <laughs> in my body. <laughs> Ray Winston, is that you? <laughs> I do get it, though. Like people standing in doorways. I was in Aldi today. It's a Friday, so did my Friday shop. And uh, there's a couple in the aisles. You know Aldi's aisles aren't? They're not that big anyway. And there was one person in the trolley, and there was another person standing by the side of the trolley, and we're like, uh, "Have you? Do we need any more rice? Do we need any more the the couscous rice? The you know the microwave stuff? Just get and it. If in yeah. doubt, just get it." And I'm like, "Can I just? Can I? Can I just get past, please? Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. Go around the other aisle. Same thing happens again. Like they didn't learn their lesson. They just do it all the time. I bet That's it was annoying. A, I bet it was a useless middle-aged man as well. Uh, they were probably in their early 60s, I would say. There yeah. you go. And yeah. it was mainly male? Yeah, the man was in the way, of course. He's always, every week, <laughs> he's my goat got. The middle-aged <laughs> stupid man that just yeah. doesn't know things. Why don't you know these things? Well, just take a risk. Get some more couscous. And maybe when you get home, you'll be the hero rather than, oh, I forgot the couscous. I saw it <laughs> and I thought, well, just get it. Get an extra anyway. It's like, doesn't matter, it's yeah. an Audi. if it's an Audi, it's probably less than a pound. <laughs> it's always going to be in the cupboard. Yeah, oh, exactly. Did, oh, did, didn't say it wasn't on the list. Well, <laughs> just if you saw it, just pick it up and get it. Yeah, and people who bring lists as well. That makes me laugh when they've got like a list of buy your own pensions. You know what you need. Who's getting? A, I need to get tomatoes. Oh, I need to get celery. Just get. Just you know what you need to get. You don't need a list. Come on. Unless you're baking a cake and you need specific ingredients, it's just your day-to-day stuff. And don't bake a cake anyway. It's just a waste of everyone's time and effort. You don't need to be eating cake. Just get them an alcoholic drink instead because that's just more useful for everyone. Yeah, or buy one. Just buy one. Buy an alcoholic drink. That's what I mean. Don't make <laughs> it. Don't get in the lab, kids. Hi, it's me, Lucy D. And you're listening to the show with the pressure and Frosty. Thanks again for listening, everybody. It's been a lovely experience chatting to you in the sunshine. Thanks, listener. It's always a pleasure when you drop by and give us your company and your ears. Uh, remember to follow us on the social. See the video of Owen Frost um, on 4K on the on the page right now. And uh, send us any of your suggestions for what we should get him to do in his new lab when we go and record the show on the 2nd of July. And he's hung over as usual. You can get in contact with the show at pressure underscore frosty on Twitter, or you can send us an email at pressureandfrosty at gmail.com. Have a lovely June, and we will see you in July. Bye for now. It's time to say goodbye. But there's no need to cry. We'll be back again sometime. The show. The pressure and frosty. Let me know the date for your thing in a few weeks. That'll be fun. Well, I'd say we'll do it on no, the, the, the screening of the film. You don't. Oh. I don't oh. wear sun cream. Look at me now. <laughs> <laughs>